Hey, somehow you were able to find the Grow Your Side Business podcast, and I thank you. I'm glad you're listening. You've been sharing, you've been liking, but here's one thing I want to be able to do. We want even more people just like you to find this show. Now, the best way that people discover this show is leaving a review. So if you would do me a favor, leave a review. It literally takes five seconds. We're trying to get up to a thousand reviews across all of our platforms, so it doesn't matter where you listen to this podcast. Just go in, tap in, leave us a review. I would absolutely be so grateful that you did so that other people can hear it. Let's get back to the show. Hey, my name is Chris Williams, and you are now listening to the Grow Your Side Business Podcast. I help ambitious employees grow a profitable side business. If you haven't had an opportunity yet, go check out growyoursidebusiness.com where we've got all the content, the tips, the strategies, and more. You're in the right place at the right time, and we're here to help you grow a serious, profitable side business. Let's listen to today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, man, Julia, first of all, I, I got to say this. Before we get started, because I don't know what we're going to, how far this is going to go down a rabbit hole. I already feel like we're going to have a part two. <laughs> but I have to say this to you. Um, I think what I'm impressed about behind what you and your husband uh, are able to do is that you, you have been able to take a dream and not just turn it into a reality but one that's sustainable. I mean, you've seen it all the time, Julie, where you see people like, yeah, they were up for a little while and then all of a sudden there was like this huge major crash and burn in their lives and it was mainly due to probably didn't have a certain foundation or something was going on, but you two have been able to do some amazing things. First of all, how are you doing today? (laughs) How are you doing? You and your wife are crushing it. So I'm honored to be on this podcast with you, Chris. We're going to have a little bit of fun today. Oh man, this is going to be, I've been looking forward to this interview. You have no idea. Um, so, so listen, Julia, um, most of the time, obviously when people introduce you, they introduce you from the stage. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, we're going to turn the tables here. I want you to introduce yourself to, to our audience. And, and, and here's the thing I want you to answer when you do that introduction. Okay. I want you to give people a perspective, not from where you are today. But if you were to go back 10 years ago and talk to that Julia, help her understand how pushing through the things that you've pushed through is so not just worth it, but it showed you just how strong you were as a person. So introduce yourself and just talk to that moment, because there's so many things that I think I want to dive into some posts that I've seen you post, and I'm like, well, I'm curious about that. Uh, we're going to get into all of that, but go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody. Yeah, man, I, I feel like it's so it's so cringy to kind of introduce yourself. You kind of, you know, you kind of introduced me pretty good. Um, I would say, you know, you, you talked about dreams, right? And so, you know, you can't let a nightmare have more power than your dreams. And so I really took my past and didn't allow that to be an excuse, you know, when I didn't come from a lot, my, I grew up in a free lunch system, you know, there was a time in my life where um, we, we were on food stamps, I was so embarrassed to go to the grocery store, because we were that family that was holding up the line to, you know, pay with all of our food stamps. And so I just remember having this weird guilt and shame. I wouldn't eat at lunch because I was so embarrassed to use my yellow ticket. And I'm just like, man, why, why us? Why am I in this situation? And how can I get out of it? 
And, you know, my, my husband as well, he grew up on, on a trailer park. He didn't come from a lot. And so, you know, I, I saw a quote years ago where it said, and this was right. I moved out at 16 and it said, I was working at McDonald's at the time. It was my very first job. They hired me at 14. I was like, let's do this. I was so excited making 525 an hour balling out of control, you know? And it said, if you're born poor, it's not your fault, but if you die poor, it is. And I really took that quote seriously. I'm like, okay, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. It's my decision. It's my job. Decide means to kill off, right? Uh, and so I made a decision to say, okay, I want a, a life that I'm proud of. I want a life where I don't have to rely on anybody to where I'm never put in this situation. And as I grew older, I really wanted to break generational curses forever. I wanted to be able to have my own children and never allow them, never have them feel the type of pain that I had growing up as a child. And, you know, there's there's more trauma and and drama, <laughs> you know, uh, behind that story and, and my upbringing, especially in high school and why I decided to move out so early. But, you know, the, the point of bringing that up is I just made a decision to change my life. Statistically, I should be divorced. Statistically, I should be broke. Statistically, I should, you know, be living paycheck to paycheck like I was for years and having constantly more month than money, you know, always having to order on the left side of the menu. And I just, I just made that decision to, to take, go off the beaten path a bit. Uh, I did all the things society told me to do, get a good job, get good grades, you know, start a career, started several companies and found myself in 30 years at 30 years old in $40,000 in debt, 18% credit card interest. And there's, you know, like Tony Robbins says, pain creates change. There's a time in your life where you like, you're, you're like, you know what? I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Enough's enough. And I'm going to, and I'm going to take that step without having any excuses uh, because you can either have excuses for your problems or plans for your future. Right. And so when you really want something, you'll find a way. And that's exactly what I did. Man. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> all right, this is going to be good. <laughs> So you talked about, you know, when you were a child, there was some trauma and there was some drama. Mm -hmm. Typically, when someone so young, and you said you were 17 when you went off to, you left home, 16, yep. you leave yep. to the, go to the Navy, right? Uh, Army. I wish I Army. joined the Navy. My husband you was Army. Army. Your husband was Navy yeah. SEAL. Yeah. <laughs> so you go off to join the Navy. Typically, when somebody does that so young, um, you know, some people would say, Oh, it was because this person was a brat or this person just needed some discipline. Mm -hmm. This person needed some structure. What made you choose to go to the army? Yeah, well, you know, originally I, I would, I had moved at 12 years old. My parents got divorced from California to New York. And so all of my best childhood memories were in California. And so in my mind as a child, I said, okay, I have to get back to California and that's when I'll, I'll be happier if I can just get to California. So I was actually Googling, or I don't even know, it was back then, the internet with all the dial up, you know, take forever to even get the answer in the library at school, you know, with the floppy disks. I'm just aging myself. And I, 
I Googled how to get in-state tuition. I knew I wanted to go back to California. I wanted to go to UCLA at the time. I couldn't afford $150,000 in school loans. No way. I didn't want, I didn't want that. And the military popped up. I actually saw a commercial with like the helicopters and I'm like, man, and it was not like the commercials, right? They got me. Dang. But I was like, okay, this can be my ticket out. So I enrolled at 17. I, I went through boot camp at 17. And so that just kind of, that was my decision. You know, you don't grow when things are easy. You grow when you face challenges. And so that was kind of, that was a big challenge for me, but I, you know, I had a lot of pain at the time and you can either use your pain or your pain can use you. And I use that pain that, and that pain fueled me to take that leap and that, you know, that leap, I was so young, you know, looking back, I was like, so ignorant, you know, but I was just like, okay, this is my ticket out. I'll do whatever it takes to get back to California. And that's exactly what I did. That was my ticket out. You know, it's uh, as you as you mentioned that I'm I'm hearing something else. I'm hearing a woman who, you know, for all intents and purposes, like you didn't have any fear of joining the military, even though this was right <laughs> after 2011. You didn't you didn't strike me as a person who found that to be a little bit of a of a hesitancy. And I, I like your quote because, you know, I think that for most people, um, fear would have stopped them from going down that path. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you weren't focused on the fear. You were focused on what you wanted, which is I want to get back to California. Mm-hmm. Help me understand how that shaped or what contributing factors even your parents going through a divorce had on your, not only the decision, but pushing yourself towards your ultimate dream. I heard you mention that you said, you know, listen, I just wanted to get out Mm because I knew what I wanted. I knew where I wanted to be. How much of the divorce and kind of those struggles, because I've been through those things too, and they're not fun. They're Mm -hmm. freaking terrible, especially depending on what age you are, you know, old enough to deal with those in life. How much did that play a part in, shaping Julia at that such a young age. So you're asking if the divorce, how did the divorce shape me? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, it was, I was shocked. I, I, it was traumatic at the time. I'd, and then I, I moved in the middle of school year in the middle school from New York to California or California to New York. I didn't even own a pair of pants or like even socks, you know, it was just, mm. it was, it was a culture shock. And then immediately my dad's out of my life for a long time. And I was just in a really control of controlling situation in household, you know, um, but I was committed to getting out. I was committed to making, you know, getting back to what I remembered was happiness. I committed to doing whatever it took to be in a better situation. I mean, and the reality is formed by what you commit to, not what you're interested in. And so I'm like, okay, whatever I got to do to get out of this, I don't want to feel that pain anymore. And I use that pain to fuel me, like I said earlier. Uh, and again, I just made that decision. You know, I didn't have any, ex- I let go of all of the excuses to to why I couldn't get out of my situation. I didn't become a victim, you know, I kind of became victorious. I'm like, cool, whatever, this is my situation. Can't, I can only control what I can control. And so it's my job, nobody else's, to get out of this situation and to create a better life for myself, period. Wow. Um, you mentioned, I love how you said, you know, you, you, you don't get what you want by what you're interested in. 
It's what you're committed to. Mm-hmm. And, and, and obviously leaving California was not in your plans. Um, what was, you know, after the divorce, what was your relationship like with your father? Well, my, my mom, you know, to go through details, he, he wasn't able to really call the house. It wasn't when you could have a cell phone back then, right? right. Like you couldn't just call. It was like the right. dial up would actually unplug it. And so I wasn't able to talk with him. So even though he was calling, I didn't even really know. And so as a child, as a young girl and, and being the oldest of three younger brothers, feeling like I needed to protect them, I felt a little bit abandoned, but I didn't know what was going on behind the scenes. Mm. So I built some resentment then with my mother and her, you know, at that time, boyfriend, now husband. And, um, you know, you don't know what you don't know. I mean, I, but, you know, I, I definitely felt lonely. There were times where I felt lonely. There was times where I felt suicidal. I mean, it was a really rough household. I mean, I, I had, there was times where I had to wash my, my hair in the toilet. <laughs> like you just had to do what you had to do. The, the food was locked up in the house and not even necessarily because it was like a controlling thing that was part of it. But if we ate all the food, we couldn't afford to have more food. You know, it was just like, there were so many just weird things and dynamics with, and my mom, you know, she was a single mom, you know, a four, no career, you know, working, barely getting by. So, you know, I, I can't really be mad at my mom. She tried her best in the circumstances that she was given and with her experience from her own upbringing of being raised uh, in a cult, actually, and by her aunt. And so, you know, we I think at the end of the, end of the day as mothers, we're just trying to do the best that we can with the resources that we have to, to be, to provide for our children a little bit better than our parents did. And in my situation, a lot of bit (laughs) better than what my parents did, but I don't blame them. You know, you're, you play the hand, you, you play the deck of the, the, how, how, what am I trying to say? Play the hand that you don't. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Play the hand that you don't and whatever, that's That's the card you got. Then you better get good at that hand and figure out how to play. Versus sitting down and just, you know, making excuses. I just made that decision. Hey, I wanted to let you know that I am literally giving you everything for less than $100 a month. Let me explain what I mean by everything. I'm going to give you the full focus framework. You'll get access to our members area. I'm even giving you our 31 day video series. I'm also throwing in the Side Hustle Secrets course, and you're gonna get access to the group coaching and Q&A. Oh, I'm not done. I'm gonna also give you access to the Side Business Accelerator. And just to make this even sweeter, I'm gonna give you 20% off all of our live events. Now that's $17,000 worth of value that you will literally get for $97 a month. Get access to the Accelerator and the Side Hustle Secrets all for you. Click the link below, join the program, and man, let's get that side business profitable right now. Let's get back to the episode. You know, um, I grew up myself as, you know, in a single parent household, um, six boys, no girls being the youngest. Um, I remember vividly the very few times my mother could come to an event that was going on at school for me. She only mm-hmm. made two events a year, graduation and if I got an award. Because my mother worked nine to five and six to 11, right? Mm -hmm. And to your point, I think that some, I will say the older you get, you're, you, you become a little bit more graceful, right? You have a little bit more, um, understanding, right? To your point, 
sometimes your parents don't know what they don't know and whatever cards they were dealt, it is what it is, right? And they're and all parents are trying to figure it out. And I think the older that I get, the more appreciative I become of my mother and some of the decisions that she made, even though as a kid at the moment, I probably couldn't understand, right? Mm-hmm. Because of the things that you lacked from the parental side growing up, how has that shaped your relationship with your children today? Say that Say that again. Let me wrap my head around this. How That's has that one. shaped your relationship with your children today, given the lack of what you felt you didn't get when you were a child? I'm just constantly filling in the gaps. I'm constantly trying to become a better person. I'm constantly learning for them. I'm constantly my, I'm not on this earth anymore just to create a legacy to help you know, other people, it's to, it's to break generational curses forever. It's to, it's to, you know, I, I just think to myself, man, what do I wish that my parents could teach me? Like from taxes to communicating to marriage, you know, like things that school doesn't teach you. They don't prepare you for things like that you really need to have pure, you know, abundance in your life. And so for me, there's, there's so many things that I'm constantly learning. There's so many things that I'm constantly investing in as a mother. There's so many things that I'm constantly um, pouring into my children. And, and so I'm so intentional. And when I connect with them and how I talk to them and how I coach them and how I, what I feed them, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, and no one's teaching me these things. I'm just, it, half of me is like, I'll never do what my parents did. And then another half of me is like, I just want to do everything they weren't able to do, you know, not that everything Mm. my parents did was so terrible. Right. But there were things where I'm like, okay, like I'm not going to have my kids be in that situation where I can't afford where I'm, you know, like my mom, you know, trying to find change in her car to pay for gas just to get us to the bus stop. You know what I mean? It's just life shouldn't be lived by like that, you know? And, and, and so I could go on. You know what I mean? You you get it. You got the same, you know, yeah. <laughs> you've been there. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, when, when I think about um, your story and I, and I kind of think about the, you know, there's a difficulty when you join the military as a female <laughs> in a male dominated kind of crazy environment at times. You're an ambitious woman and you don't know what, you know, the, the full future would be, you know, while you were there, <laughs> uh-huh. but you were in the military. You, you did the work, you, you worked there. How many years were you in the military and what were some of the things that you learned from being in that experience, um, especially after, you know, uh, 2011 that has been um, very helpful in, in in how you run business today. It wasn't for me. <laughs> Listen, I'm a rule breaker. I am a rule breaker. Do not tell me what to do. If it makes sense, all right, let's do this. If it doesn't make sense, I have a really hard time following the rules, you know, and in a way, you know what I mean? Like I'm just, I, I'm a challenger, like, but I, I love, I, I've done that my whole life. Like, how can I make this better? I'm trying to fix things. And so there was just so many things in the military that just, 
it, it drove me nuts. And as a female, you know, when I was in Iraq, for example, in 2008, there was a time in my career where I was, there was a, over a thousand men and 12 girls. So you just have a weird, unwelcoming, you know, unintentional spotlight on you, no matter what, everything you're doing, you're under a microscope, everything you're doing right is, is wrong. Everything you're doing wrong is, is more wrong. I mean, it just, it was a lot. Um, man, what didn't I learn? I learned every single article that I had to, uh, that I had to go. So let me give you an example. Um, a lot of in the army, at least in my experience, there's a lot of male driven, massive egos from with rank and hierarchy and all of that. Even outside, even take women out of the equation just in general. So then you throw a woman in, into the equation and they just want to like control you and tell you to drop and do push-ups or whatever and constantly ridicule you. And a lot of it was just nonsense. So for example, I have really curly hair. Okay, I'm Puerto Rican. Sorry, not sorry. So my hair was never perfectly, you know, tied back. It would fall out sometimes. So for example, I'll never forget this. Like I'm in the lunch line in Iraq in the middle of freaking nowhere. And this guy is like, you're, you're in, in front of everyone. Like there's a hundred people plus more in a line. Hey, you know, soldier, your hair's out of, um, out of regulations. You know, you need to drop and give me whatever. And I'm like, actually, sir, according to AR 670-1, as long as I can don my protective mask, I'm in regulation. Would you like to see the regulations, sir? Because I have to be respectful. Obviously, I had a little bit of a sarcastic tone, and I would, and I would, I literally had them laminated in my pocket at all times because I was constantly just trying to get. In, they were trying to get me in trouble for dumb things, but I was just on it. I studied law for weeks. I mean, I. You can come at me. Do not come at me with some BS because, <laughs> you know, it's not going to look good for you. And when you embarrass a captain or a colonel or a command sergeant major, they're e you're even more of a target because now you did it in front of all of their soldiers, right? So some of, you know, I didn't ask for that, but don't don't come at me. I'm going to challenge you. Don't don't come at me. Try and embarrass me with some rules and regulations and some nonsense and some BS because I'm going to come prepared and ready for war in war. <laughs> I mean, I could go on, man. There's so many stories it, like man. that. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is so interesting. So, um, so where did you end up meeting your husband and, and what was that first interaction like? Where did I meet my husband? At a bar. He, he was on a mission, you know, on a, okay. at a bar to find me. Um, no, I was a Sunday fun day. I was bartending in college, working. I was working for ESPN at the time, working up my career, you know, paying my bills on the side, bartending, came on in on a Sunday fun day in between deployments. And we, he asked me to go skydiving. Um, actually, tomorrow's our anniversary. And so a week ago, he, our first date was skydiving. And he was like, you can go for free. It wasn't for free. He said he forgot. But that was our first date. We went skydiving. Uh, the next, Our second date, we went rock climbing. He like brings all his gear. I'm like, what? A, okay, cool. It's like an indoor rock climbing gym, you know? I found out he's a Navy SEAL, whatever. I just thought they're all crazy. And they all pretty much kind of are. And then four months later, we were married. He's, he, we, we went skydiving again. I had no idea. And he got it all on camera. And the rest was history. We got married a week later. And we've been married now for... 12, 13 years. Hey, I wanted to let you know that I am literally giving you everything 
for less than $100 a month. Let me explain what I mean by everything. I'm gonna give you the full focus framework. You'll get access to our members area. I'm even giving you our 31 day video series. I'm also throwing in the Side Hustle Secrets course. And you're gonna get access to the group coaching and Q&A. Oh, I'm not done. I'm gonna also give you access to the Side Business Accelerator. And just to make this even sweeter, I'm gonna give you 20% off all of our live events. Now that's $17,000 worth of value that you will literally get for $97 a month. Get access to the accelerator and the side hustle secrets all for you. Click the link below, join the program, and man, let's get that side business profitable right now. Let's get back to the episode. Man, yeah, my <laughs> wife and I got married in six weeks, so I, there I you definitely go. understand the, the, the yeah. movement. You know, um, speaking of that, um, I've there's been things that I've learned about my wife who's who's been an entrepreneur for quite some time, run her own mm-hmm. business and made money, um, you know, and makes decisions. There's been some nuances about, though, about the way she does business that I've learned um, that are different. Not different in a bad way, but different because women see things um, in at angles that I don't think we as men always have. My wife has an ability to be able to negotiate at a realm that I don't I don't think men, unless we are like really studying our craft, it's hard (laughs) to do that. What is something that you feel is a superpower as a woman that you bring to the table uh, that, you know, has been like your your superpower? When it comes to whether you the businesses that you built in college, work in corporate America, uh, we're about to dive into like even how in the heck you even found network marketing, but we'll get into that in a minute. But like, what's what is what is Julia's superpower that just seems to like do you well no matter where you find yourself? You know. I'm probably one of the most positive people that you've ever met. My glass is always half full. You know, I can really come in and change and shift the energy of an organization or the room or, you know, um, whatever's going on at that time. You know, I I can sit down with someone and I can see their true gifts. I, I started a campaign years ago called the Butterfly Campaign. And the reason I chose that insect or, you know, or or analogy, um, is, you know, a butterfly can't see their wings actually and, and at all and how, and they're so beautiful, but everybody else can. Right. And so when I see someone and I connect with someone and I peel back the layers like an onion and just kind of get to know them, I, I, I find who they are in their soul and what motivates them. Right. And what, um, how to really play off those gifts. Sometimes people come in in the workforce, whether it's network marketing, traditional business, doesn't matter. And they're working with their staff or their peers or their affiliates or their clients or their partners or whatever. And they're always focusing on what they need to do better versus let me take what you're doing really good. And let's like, you know, extend on that. And let's put you in a role where you, your gifts can shine versus trying to conform you and force you into a funnel that you, that you don't belong in, if that makes sense. So that's, I would say that's one of my strengths for sure. Love it, man. That that's awesome. So, so let's talk about this. Um, you're, you're working your job and somehow you, you, 
I guess, maybe stumble upon this idea of network marketing? How did you find it or how did it find you? What was going on in your life at the time? You know, we, it's so wild. A week before we found our home, our, you know, our company, um, we had this whole bait and switch old school tactic from an old company that's been around forever where it was like, you know, read this book and then like, what'd you think? And then come to this house. And then there's all these like kids in oversized suits. And it was just like weird, you know, it was just like, this is, this is, this is different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were like, whoa, not going to do this, like not for us. And then a week later we got introduced to our mentor and he had made it a ridiculous amount that month, you know, more than we've knew people made almost like in their lifetime. And so we're like, super skeptics. I'm like the biggest skeptic in the world. It sounds way too good to be true, all the things, but the approach and the authenticity and the integrity was so different from what we had experienced a week prior. Right. So it was almost like a frame up of like, you know, what we wouldn't want and what we kind of were looking for. And I honestly, uh, my husband uh, enrolled me without me knowing because I was like, no way this guy's got to be a fraud. There's like, I was just, it just seemed too good to be true. I didn't know anyone making that money. I didn't understand compounding, you know, businesses and interest and, Mm. and residual and, you know, how you can impact people's lives on so many different ways and that there's no glass ceiling, no politics, no nepotism. No one cares about your race, your medical card. You can earn whatever the heck you want to earn. And I had never, after so many different jobs and roles and businesses, that didn't exist in my reality. So I was so skeptical. And so my husband enrolled me without me knowing Long story short, I was researching all the things to try and prove him wrong. The more I researched, the more I'm like, this is amazing. Uh, and, you know, being in the mental wellness space, I, I it, 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 you know, what we offer changed my life, rocked my world on a whole other perspective. And so I was like, all right, I think this, and we were praying, we were praying so hard for this. You know, we were living in San Diego, a one bedroom apartment. We had a mattress in the middle of the room, a hundred pound dog in there. Like we were just trying to get by. And we're like, okay, I, it clicked. I made more, you know, my, we made our, you know, income wise, it it worked really quickly for us, but even just, you know, our first month income, that was all I needed to see. I'm like, if this is what we did to make this type of income, what can we do in the next five or 10 years? Even I was like, if I can get my car paid for and mortgage, you know, in, in a year or two, that would be amazing. And that happened within our first month. And then the rest is history. You know, belief creates excitement, creates action, creates results. And I was a a believer, you know, pretty quickly. And then two months later, you know, we had a bigger, you know, our big company event and that was it for me. Yeah. That was it. You know, um, we, we were talking, you know, before we, we started the episode and, um, you know, I, 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 you know, some of these things are, are, are pretty impressive. You know, you've, you know, you've helped over a hundred people make over either six or seven figures. Um, many of whom come from backgrounds like my audience working a day job, living their life, you know, trying to get by, but I want to step back a second because you have a perspective that I think is, um, worth my audience knowing. And here's what I really want you to share. Okay. 
outside of just uh, the details of what it takes, let's just talk about the industry. Because I'm gonna be honest with you, there's a lot of people who are listening to this right now, whether they listen right now live inside of our Facebook group, whether they see this on YouTube, whether it's a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, right? They're watching this and they're going, Julia, I hear you. And by the way, I'm like you, I was the biggest skeptic. I said no four times, by the way. My wife had to be the reason that I decided to actually give this a shot. So I understand the skepticism, but I know there's a lot of people who go, Julia, okay, I get it. But network marketing? Seriously? Like, like why, why would you choose that over starting a franchise, Julia? Why would you choose that over continuing to build those businesses that you started out of college? Like, let's just step back and, like, give people a, your perspective on why even, like, even if they haven't thought about it yet, why should they give network marketing a look at something, somewhere they could start to build a business? I love this question because my first question is like, well, why wouldn't they? And most people don't even know. They're like, I don't even know. You know, they don't, <laughs> right. they're, they're so ignorant to it. And I and I say that with all the sympathy because that was me. I didn't know what I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So you know, I I'm not I I'm never in this industry to convince anyone. You know what I mean? When you I'm just here to show them a better way. And they ha- and your mind is like a parachute. It only works with- if it's open. And so if mm. someone's not open to change, if someone's not open to changing, if someone's not open to deciding to make a change, you know, and they're, they're ready for more because they know they're made for more and meant for more, it doesn't even matter what I'm going to say, right? But if I'm going to talk about the industry, I can go on and on and on. I mean, going from traditional business to corporate America, to being in the military, to being this industry, there's so many things that are amazing. I could, there's no overhead. There's no employees. There's no licensing. There's no fees. There's no product development. There's no, uh, you know, there's, you're, you're not having to run an adult daycare center. You're not having to invest hundreds or thousands of dollars into product development and shipping and handling. You don't have to deal with customer service. You don't have to deal with any of that nonsense, hiring, firing, massive, crazy taxes, people coming out, suing you left and right. This is just business one-on-one that if you're going to take on traditional business or you're going to take on, you know, this industry, traditional business is just very obviously more risky and so much more overhead. And, and over here, it's like less than a college semester of books to enroll. You know, it's a write-off pretty much. Not a CPA, not giving tax advice. Go watch a video. But it's like it's like one-on-one. The government's not going to teach this industry of how you can really even capitalize on taxes, right? Like there's so many things of this industry. It's basically a personal development wrapped around a business where you can make career income, to a hundred bucks a month, you get to decide, you get to choose, you get to create whatever you want to create within that company industry, period. And you don't have a boss. Your boss is, your only boss is your calendar. You get paid for trips, incentives, one-on-one mentorship, two-on-one mentorship with five, six, seven-figure earners, right? You have systems, you have overviews, you have tools, you have apps, you have resources, you have Facebook groups, you have community, you have personal development. Imagine if I were to show up at a freaking job and there's no problem with having a job. I, I, if, you, if someone loves their job, keep your job. In fact, don't quit. You, you make five grand in your job, you make five grand in this industry, 
cool. Now you're making 10 grand. Doesn't mean you got to quit unless you hate your job. You know what I mean? You're just smart. (laughs) Right. Um, And so if you were to show up with all the things that we get in this industry in a corporate America job, for example, it doesn't exist. It just doesn't Mm. exist. Not only that, but what you're building is a willable sellable asset, usually to your children, to your family. You know, it's an asset essentially. And so that's for starters. (laughs) You know, but and so let me ask you this question because I think some of the pushback might be, Julia, okay, that sounds great. But how many people have said you don't need any skills to do this industry, but then people sign up and they realize, oh, wait a second, I do need some skills. You talked about personal development. Mm -hmm. Tell me why network marketing is a great place to learn personal development. Well, I mean, what you lack in skill, you can make up in work ethic too. Anyone that comes in and says this industry is going to be so easy and it's going to be a cakewalk, I would run. Like this is not, I, <laughs> I made a lot of money in this industry and it's been a lot of work. However, what I love about this industry is it's, you know, in, in corporate or traditional business, it's like a lot of work a lot of times, right? Whereas here, it's usually like a lot of work for a few years or a year or whatever, you know, your goal success is so is defined so differently by different people. And so you're actually working less and making more. And so you have to have this like long term vision of then that's where this industry gets so cool, because it just can compound and compound and compound and compound and grow versus just building, 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 building or, or, or working corporate where it's just, you know, you're working your tail off for a 3% raise when inflation's what, like 11%, 70% in Turkey, like get out of here. That's insane. You're never going to get, you're never going to get ahead. You're just not. So I totally forgot your question, but I, I was just going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we, we were talking about, you know, I was asking you about like why you see network marketing as a personal development play like why is that why is it that it um it absolutely can can grow someone because you know when you think about to your point right traditional corporate job there's some you know portal to go learn some different things but there's a couple of things that i think about when it comes to the network marketing industry um that you're going to need to grow in um networking i think is going to be one Mm-hmm. I think in some cases you do need to understand at least some good principles around sales. Yep. I think you need to understand, um, you know, uh, uh, conflict resolution. I think you need to understand a little bit about team dynamics. Mm-hmm. I think you need to understand what scale means at these in, in network marketing versus a traditional business. I think you need to understand, um, you know, behaviors. I think because because you need to know how to move people um, in a pretty quickly, pretty quick way, especially if they have a raw talent and you know you want them. To, you you can see the path. I'm sure Julia, you run across women all the time, and they come to you just as rough, and you're like, but she's got something, and man, okay. if she lets me help her, it's yep. over, right. Like you can see it because you've done it so many times. Mm-hmm. I feel like those are things that are a part of the journey um, that people are going to have to be okay with growing in. What? How does that resonate with you and what do you think about those things? You know, there's 
for someone that maybe hears something like that for the first time, that might overwhelm them. But the reality is you step into the right mentorship and you don't need to know all those things right away, but know that you will learn those things on the way. Okay. Right. And so I think, you know, going back to your comment of like, you know, when someone comes in and I can see all their potential, you know, they don't see it in themselves yet, but I'm just like, man, you can do this. You know, it's always like a, a plan, do, review, improve, or what I, I do, you do, you know, you do, I help. And so you're kind of like passing the baton, right? My goal is to help someone become as independent as possible, because if I can teach them the tools to create wealth, to, to break generational curses, to learn these these skills and and tools, they can pass those down to their children or their affiliates and start to, to you know, to teach others, you know, rather than be a lake, be a river of information. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. If And again, depends on what success looks like to you. Because let's be honest, you can come in this industry and if you're really great at getting people to events, which can increase their belief, you don't necessarily have to be a master of all those skills to make really good income here. Now, but if you want to make big, big money, which you can, and there's very few careers that you can do that with the type of, especially with the type of investment that it takes over here, then yeah, you're going to want to master those skills. Uh, and, and, you know, but you're making legacy, you're top, top, top 1% of the world. So why not become a master of those different skill sets, which can carry on to all areas of your life. Your network is your net worth, period, no matter what industry. So I am constantly connecting and growing and putting myself in situations where I am not the smartest person in the room. Hey, I wanted to let you know that I am literally giving you everything for less than a hundred dollars a month. Let me explain what I mean by everything. I'm gonna give you the full focus framework. You'll get access to our members area. I'm even giving you our 31 day video series. I'm also throwing in the Side Hustle Secrets course and you're gonna get access to the group coaching and Q&A. Oh, I'm not done. I'm gonna also give you access to the Side Business Accelerator. And just to make this even sweeter, I'm gonna give you 20% off all of our live events. Now that's $17,000 worth of value that you will literally get for $97 a month. Get access to the accelerator and the side hustle secrets all for you. Click the link below, join the program, and man, let's get that side business profitable right now. Let's get back to the episode. Mm. You know, um, with that being said, I know there are times in my life where I've done things and I still do this to this day that are scary. Um, I have, and even now, um, there's a couple of ventures that I'm about to go into. And I'm like, this is the most scariest. I don't, I, you know, I feel unprepared. I just did a recent episode on our YouTube channel about what to do when you feel unprepared. And that the best thing you can do when you're unprepared is still show up anyway. Mm. Um, because there's a confidence that builds when you still show up in spite of how you feel. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I I've been afraid and I typically have learned to get comfortable in the uncomfortable and keeping myself there. Um, what has Julia done or doing right now that scares her? Ooh, what am I doing right now? That scares me. I mean, I'm raising two little girls that look up to me every single day What's and look name? to me. Milana and Alora. Oh wow. 
Yeah. So, you know, they're, I'm their everything. I'm all that they know. And this will get me so emotional because, you know, my job is not to build a legacy business to pass on to them and they become some trust fund baby. My job and my goal is to help them create something amazing out of nothing without having to have resources, you know, because it's not a lack of resources ever. It's a lack of resourcefulness. If I can teach them to be resourceful, if I can teach them, you know, how to do their taxes or play the game, if I can teach them how to communicate and if, if I can teach them how to craft and cultivate amazing relationships and if I can teach them to constantly live unapologetically of who they are meant to be and made to be and just love themselves and not need anyone else to tell that, you know, to love them in order to be happy, then I've done a great job, you know? So that's, that's what it's about. I mean, it, man, when you have kids, you, you know, it, it, it changes you. Yeah. So everything that I learn is, is now for them because I, mm -hmm. if I have to become the best version of me to pass on tools and talents and just the best ways to, to live, you know, it, it's, it's such a big, heavy responsibility. And I think right now, more than ever, with everything going on in the world, you know, our children are the future of of humanity, you know? And so if we can pour into ourselves as parents and, and become the best version of us and even become 1% better every single day, you know, um, and, 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 and allow them to live in other communities that they can be around other good kids with good morals and values, you know? That's what we need to do. I, I, I created this life so I can travel the world with people that I would trust my own children around. Mm. You know, with other, for me, it's important that we're around other faith-based couples. I'm not here to impose my beliefs upon anyone, but that's something that holds true to us. It's what's what we built our entire business around. Yeah. Um, and, and so, and I'm, and I don't care what anyone thinks. I've made a lot of money not caring about what the heck other people think. And yeah. I'm not joking. I'm just me. I'm who I am. And I want the best for my children, period. And I will run through a brick wall to do whatever it takes to afford them the life that I wasn't afforded. You know, I can tell how, um, how much of a driver that is for you when I ask that question. Mm -hmm. How old are your girls today? Uh, seven months old and two and a half. Wow. So 15 years from now, they'll be 17 and 15. Oh my gosh. It's so weird to think. <laughs> Let's do this. Um, if they were to watch this interview in their teenage years, if they were to watch mom talk about these things, if they were to watch mom's story, right? Share with them right now what you want them to know so that one day when they do see this interview, we can go, hey, ladies, your mother wanted you to know this. What would oh that, my gosh, what would you're going to make <laughs> I don't know if I can do that. You're going to have to ask me again because I'm just, you're going to have to ask me, you're going to have to ask me again. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Ask me again. <laughs> what What would the message be that you would share with those young women at that time 
that you would want them to know? What, Gosh, what do you want them to know about mom? What do you want them to understand about the life that they are living as a result of? What do you, what's the message you want them to know as young women? When they look <laughs> I hate you and love you for this at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, gosh, there's so many things. It would it would be a series. It would be a book. It would be a movie. But, you know, I would just tell them to just be true to who that they, who they are. That despite my circumstances, I didn't allow that to break me. I didn't allow that to keep me where I didn't – belong. I didn't allow my circumstances and my challenges to hinder me from having success and being happy. And I would just let them know that I've, I did everything and I'm constantly doing everything that I can to make, to help, to provide them a better life and a better way. And to, I it's, I, this is like the, this is so emotional. I can't believe you're asking me this question right now, but that they can do anything that they, that they want, but to protect their energy, to be careful of who they surround themselves with, to make sure that, you know, if you're, if your circle doesn't inspire you, you don't have a circle, you have a cage and you need to constantly be seeking out better people and making sure that you're around people with the right morals and the right values that, you know, that, and people that will encourage you and uplift you and run with you and find mentorship in all areas of your life, whether it's in business or your marriage or your finances, you know, the most successful people in the world have mentors there. There's nothing, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It means you're on the right path and you're smart to, to be investing in you. Um, no matter what the, the biggest, the best investment that you'll never regret is investing in you, no matter what that looks like. And so I think that's something that you'll, you'll just never regret. So anyway, Chris, <laughs> that, was, that was a good question. I was not expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, along those lines, because I'm a big family person. Um, you know, you don't know this, but um, uh, 2019... Uh, I remember looking at when my wife and I got married, I look back at a picture of our wedding date and I just remember going, that suit is really tight and it wasn't because it was nice. It's because your boy was fat. Okay. <laughs> and um, I made a vow to myself personally as a man. I said, I will become irresistible to my wife. Mm. That's my goal. Spiritually, that. we have that down. We are just like your home. We, I, uh, every morning, before I go to bed, I mean, I'm, I'm that guy. I'm the, I'm the cheesy guy that everybody talks about. Cause I, I just believe that God gave us a, a version that we are a way we're supposed to be living. And I refuse to live it subpar. That's just me. Um, what has been the impact of your husband? Not only on your girls, but on you being who you've become so far. And what's the impact of my like? husband. Like, how is he? Give, re, re-ask that in a way. That yeah, what's, what's, what's been his, his contribution that has made it so that Julia can be this Julia and, 
and that the girls can be who they are? What is it that you appreciate about his his version of who he is as a, as a man and who he's grown to be? He's got the mindset of just I don't even know. <laughs> like he he he's he's like the encouragement, you know? If I'm like having a bad day or self-doubt and negative beliefs and all the things that we can self-sabotage, you know, no one's perfect, it doesn't matter. I think we're, we're um for every level there's another devil, you know, or another angel. Uh and so he's kind of he's that encourager that's like, you know, he'll snap me out of things, he'll put things into perspective, but he's an amazing provider. He's you know, investor. And he's, he's, he's the epitome of, of a network is your net worth. He's constantly pouring into himself and constantly expanding his network and constantly providing value for other people. And when I need something, you know, he's, he's there. Um, you know, and I, and I think going back to your question of what I would tell my, my little girls, you know, 15 years from now is who you marry is not only like one of the most important decisions, but I, I would really say that it's the most important decision you can ever make in your life because that's your ride or die. That's your best friend. That's who's going to pick you up or tear you down. Like you have to make sure that that person, you know, is, is the right one. Uh, and so even though I would say, don't get married in four months, you know, like me, God, you know, I prayed about it. God's, God's never late. Um, but he's he's an amazing man. He really yeah. is. Absolutely. Um. All right, I'm not gonna do the cry thing. I promise. I, that was not my intention. <laughs> um. Let me ask you about this. Um. You, you know, there are times when you know you have your finger on something, and you know that like this is it, right? Like clearly, when you got into your company, when you saw, when first, when you were approached about the opportunity, that's one thing. But then when you step back and you look at the industry, that's another thing. But it's also different when you realize that you talked about being in the, the one mattress, right? In the one bedroom apartment in San Diego. Mm -hmm. Did you see it then after the approach after, like, did you see what you have now? Did like, could you, could you have even put that together? Yeah. Like, you mean like, did I believe it? That I could, yeah. when, I, when I saw the industry and saw, yeah, it, it was at my first event. I'm like, this, this is it. Why not me? Wow. Why not? We all have the same freaking hours in the day. I'm no, I'm not, you know, I'm just an average person that has done extraordinary things. That's been consistent. That has showed up. You know, if you don't reach from what's before you, you're going to die from what's behind you. And I'm like, this mm. is it. This is the way, you know, if I look back, I'm going to go back. So I better sit, you know, keep my head forward and stay focused and drown out the naysayers and change my environment. And I just believed it. I truly believe that I would make a lot of money in this industry. I truly believe that I would retire my husband. I truly believe that I would be able to wake up every single morning with my kids and do whatever the heck I wanted. I truly believed that I wouldn't have to live, you know, stressed out about my paycheck or fighting for this 3%, whatever percent raise, a high five and a freaking pen. I believe that I can change my destiny, my children's destiny, my family's destiny forever. So, this is why like belief is so, is so interesting because oftentimes too, 
we sometimes have to borrow the lens of someone else. You know, I had someone, my mentorship came in and believed in me too, which helped me get to where I am today. They saw, you know, they poured belief into me. They said, Hey, you guys can, you can do this. Like you can really make it here. And so it wasn't even just events and it wasn't even just me. This is why I'm so such an advocate for finding the right mentorship, right? I mean, you get it. People come in and you're like, you can do this, you know? And and sometimes it's the first time they've ever had anybody believe in them. They've had anybody say, man, like you can really make something of your failure. You you don't have to live like this anymore. And you take one step, I'll take two steps. I'll run with you. But at the end of the day, they have to take that step. And I freaking took those 10 steps. You know what I mean? I learned with the intent to teach. I never missed an event I qualified for. I became a sponge to knowledge in the industry so I could pour it out, you know, and teach others. Um, but I did. I believed I would be on that stage. You know, like I, I've, I've spoke at our main stage for several years now, but I believed it seven years ago saying mm. I'm one day I'm going to freaking be on that stage. I hate speaking. Terrified. Really? Changed, yes. I changed like classes in high school because it was like the worst class ever. But I was like, you know what? No, if that's what it takes, then I believe that I'm going to be on that stage and I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Hey, I wanted to let you know that I am literally giving you everything for less than a hundred dollars a month. Let me explain what I mean by everything. I'm gonna give you the full focus framework. You'll get access to our members area. I'm even giving you our 31 day video series. I'm also throwing in the Side Hustle Secrets course. And you're gonna get access to the group coaching and Q&A. Oh, I'm not done. I'm gonna also give you access to the Side Business Accelerator. And just to make this even sweeter, I'm gonna give you 20% off all of our live events. Now that's $17,000 worth of value that you will literally get for $97 a month. Get access to the accelerator and the side hustle secrets all for you. Click the link below, join the program, and man, let's get that side business profitable right now. Let's get back to the episode. Yeah, talk to the mother though that's working her day job with her children. Mm -hmm. Speak to the, the mom that is a husband who says, listen, Mm -hmm. I know I'm meant to do more than just get up and go to work every day. But I don't, you know, I don't know if I have the support, Julia. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I have the the mentorship around me right now, to your point. What would you say to that mother who might be high achieving at her day job, but still kind of feels a little bit what I like to call successfully discontent? You know, a lot of my top earners were very successfully discontent. I mean, one of my very top earners was a mom of three, former nurse, uh, former family nurse practitioner, successful, but just so unsatisfied, had no time freedom. Like, you know what I mean? I, I have... I have so many stories like that. A mom of six, one of my girls, she's like, I need 20 grand to pay for my daughter's eye surgery in three months. And I'm like, are you willing to do whatever it takes to do that? Wow. You know? And she did, she was, and she did it. And her daughter got surgery four months later, you know, but you know, when you really want something, you'll find a way when you really don't want something, you'll find an excuse. And I'm not saying, and here's the thing though, there's also two different types of mothers. There's from what I've seen, there's 
single moms and then there's moms that have support, whether it's a spouse or a boyfriend or whatever. Um, and I think those are also, you know, as a single mom, those are the, the real OGs, you know, um, you have to really dial in on your support system of who you're connecting with and you got to get creative from carpooling to mom sharing, you know, but again, surrounding yourself by people that have the same morals and same values and they're out there, but you have to seek with, if you don't seek, you're not going to find. So those communities are going to be even more important as a single mom. Um, but just for moms in general, your choices create your challenges. You choose to be productive. You choose to invest in, in you. You choose to get to step out of stuck, right? Like you have to choose that. Okay. I'm ready for a change or I'm going to do whatever it takes to get out of the situation or I'm going to do X, Y, Z to get X, Y, Z. Because to have something different, you have to do something different. If you want to, you know, I mean, period. And it's it might sound cliche or it might be easier said than done, but but some of the, but a lot of the, it's, it's, it's simple. It's not, we, we overcomplicate it in our head, right? But this is where it comes back to mentorship, you know? Um, you you have to find someone that 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 you can that can help you get out of that situation. I'm not going to take advice. I'm not going to take marriage advice from someone that's been divorced five times. Not going to happen. I'm not going to take fitness or health advice from someone that's obese. Doesn't make any sense, right? I can go on and on. So in business, find other women, single moms, moms, whatever, doesn't matter that you can relate to, resonate with, that has the same morals and values. That's going to help you fast track to success. Don't reinvent the wheel. Go. There's so many ways to, to be successful in this industry, for example, and it's simpler than anything out there that I've seen, but you have to find that right community and that right mentorship to help run with you, if that makes sense. Yeah, hundred percent. Because it makes sense. It makes dollars, and if it makes dollars, you can make millions. So yeah, all right. <laughs> you know, um, you you have you you have systems that you leverage. You have um, you have versions of accountability through what you've built. You have uh, a way for somebody who wants it bad enough to change their own life that they could start at a. And end up at, you know, wherever, wherever they desire. Um, share one of the stories that really made you see it's not only me that can do this, but this this person, this story, this is this is one of the reasons why you're so thankful you said yes. Because one of the things I think about, and this is just me, um, those who choose to do network marketing have no idea the amount of people that are waiting for them to say yes. And they are tied to their life changing. Right. And Julie, y'all got a lot of people's lives <laughs> that because you said yes has definitely changed. Share one of those stories that, that you will just always stick with you because you found something bigger than just what you needed. Yeah. You needed it because you guys needed to make a change in your life. But you found yourself changing somebody else's life in a real way. What's one of those stories you could share? Man, there's so many. I mean, the one of my favorite stories um, is one of our girls that lived in Mexico at the time. And she didn't have a car. She didn't have a phone. 
the investment in Mexico is way more than in the U.S., right? Because just cost of living is just different. And I don't, I don't remember how many kids she had, but she was just determined. I think she had recently maybe got divorced or, or something like that. She didn't have a lot of support there. And I remember she would literally you borrow, I don't know if it was her roommate, like there was multiple people living in the home or it was her neighbor, but she would borrow, she borrowed someone else's phone to build her business. She rode the bus to events, like she was close to her corporate office in Mexico um, at the time. And several, several months, I think six or seven months later, hit like six figures, which is like a lot in Mexico, you know, but she just made a decision. She was just like, I mean, it's like there, all the excuses in the world, no technology. She probably didn't have internet. No, she had internet. She had internet. Um, but even then, you know, like just statistically, there's almost like no way you would hear her story and her situation. And she's made that happen. I mean, recently, one of my favorite stories is one of our single girls this year, single mom of two, um, gone through a lot from, you know, addiction, I think depression and just beating herself up and came in and found our community and just started to believe again and started showing up and started sharing her story online. Uh, no following, you know, no, no, nothing built a, a massive following recently on TikTok, just exploding. Her business is exploding and, and had all the excuses in the world of why this couldn't work, had no time, was working. I don't even know, 80 or 90 something insane hours a week, never saw her children. And she's like, I'm just, I'm going to do this. And so, you know, you take someone like that and someone that it could be in the same situation like her identical, but she just made the decision. She chose to make it happen. She chose to show up for her. She chose to show up for her children. She chose to, sh to show up for her future. And it, again, it just, it goes back down to that decision. Your choices create your challenges. Yeah. You know, when you talk about some of these stories, what's interesting is that um, I hear not only the decision, but I also hear I'm no longer willing to be comfortable. There's a lot of people, Julia, that are making really good money in corporate. Mm -hmm. And they're successfully discontent. But, hey, my bills are paid. Hey, Julia, I hear you, but... You know, every two weeks I'm gonna get that paycheck. You know, I got I got the car. I can at least go on vacation at least over the summer with my kids, Julie. I mean, I hear you, but at least my stuff is squared away, and I I wanna you know move that way. I, I want you to speak to those who are comfortable in their being discontent because I think you know a lot of times I know for me what got me out of my discontent was being laid off from corporate America. Mm -hmm. I need, I needed that. Right. I needed something to jar me enough to go, Chris, that comfort is delusional, right? Mm -hmm. Like that, that version of comfort is delusional. But I think there are some people right now who might be listening to you and they go, okay, Julie, I hear you, but Hey, at least this, you know, hundred grand a year is, you know, cover my bills right now. I don't know how long Julia is going to take for, you know, a, a, a network marketing business to take off. And I'm just, I don't know how much I want to give into that right now, right? Um, what would you say to that person who's a little bit more comfortable than they probably should be with just that day job? I mean, someone that's like, yeah, well, I, you know, I'm, I get this paycheck and this and that. 
that's not guaranteed. That can go away tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, this industry, you, <laughs> the moment you start work, stop working, your income stops. The moment you get injured, your income stops. The moment your company closes down, your income stops. So don't get it twisted that you're just, you might be comfortable, but why are you settling? I would ask that too. You know, most people say, oh, well, you know, I want to get out of debt or I want to take my family on more vacations or, (laughs) and it's like, okay, so if not this, then what? And like 99% of them don't have a plan B just right now alone. You'd have to make an extra six to $9,000 a year on average, just to make the same amount of money you were making last year with inflation. And that's on the low end. You know what I mean? So what are you going to, like, it's going to catch up to you. And, and you're thinking the road ahead. How do you think Social Security, the government's going to take care of you? Social Security is projected to be gone by 2033. And even if it wasn't, how what a lame paycheck that is. Like, what are you doing to be to set yourself up for success? Because the government, you can't rely on the government. I mean, you know what I mean? You got to create your own economy. So, you know, what I don't, I don't, I would never, man, I it's almost like kind of want to like, not shake someone, but I, I put myself in that situation because that was me. Again, I didn't know what I didn't know, but here's what I could say. I would rather be at the bottom of a ladder I want to climb than at the top of one that I don't want to be on. And so it's never too late to make a new deci- to, to decide to do something different. It's never too late to really make the decision to go, to do what you're meant to be and made to be. It's never too late to 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 change what you've been doing just because you've been doing something for 100 years or 20 years or whatever have a profession doesn't mean you have to keep doing it my college degree in marketing in general is really just a receipt on my wall you know i mean i i, I learned a few things like i didn't want to take statistics class but you know most of that is formed through real world experiences and so man there's so much to say to someone in that situation but Right now, if there's ever a time in the world where you really want to get creative and there's so much opportunity right now with this industry and, you know, slash affiliate marketing, which is what we're in, right? Like this whole space, now's the time. There's very few moments in time from like industrial revolution to agricultural revolution to technological revolution, right? Um, Now we're getting into web three where entrepreneurship is just is really the way of the future, you know, getting it more, some people have more degrees than a thermometer and they're working at Starbucks, you know, not saying that don't get your degree. I taught, I said earlier, you know, the most, one of the most, the best things you can do is pour into your own education, right. And pour into yourself and invest in you. But don't think that getting, having just a job is a guaranteed paycheck and, and, and happiness or, or find being financially in a good place is guaranteed. I truly believe that every single person can and should be building something for themselves just in case, but also just because you can get ahead even faster, paying off your debt, creating wealth, buying assets, investing, you know what I mean? Versus throwing in savings and thinks it's going to, you know, you're going to be good in 20 years. Watch out. Just look what happened in the last few years. It's crazy. It is. You know, I, when you mentioned that, and I, I, I think about the thing that crystallized for me and the way I made it real for myself about starting something outside and the reason why I even built the Grow Your Side Business podcast in 2016 is because I realized having your financial future wrapped up in 100% on one vehicle is 
scary. The fact that, you know, many of us will go to work and think that that job, that one paycheck, we are literally forcing that job to be our end all be all every single week out. And I think that's unfair to the company (laughs) that you work for because they didn't they're not trying to be your savior. They're also not going to make you rich, but they're also not trying to be your savior. I think the second thing is that, um, you know, having skills is a opportunity in life because we are living in the greatest technological age of advancement. Mm -hmm. You have the opportunity. And I called it, I did an episode recently called the unfair advantage because you have an unfair advantage. You got a day job, a cell phone and technology, and you don't live in a third world country. I'm sorry. (laughs) Like, what is going on here? Right. So um, speak to that. Share your perspective on why you think having a side business is important right now. And why uh, why do you see some of the benefits for people to 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 do it today? Where do I begin? (laughs) (laughs) That's a whole other podcast. I mean. Gosh, man. I mean, just look what's going on in the world with our school systems, with the, with the, with businesses, with inflation, with, you know, elections, with everything, with the control, with the mandates, with, it's like, you just never know what they're like. Don't think that they're out for your best interest. You know what I mean? You, you really have to create your own economy. You got to get creative because what if, you know, I, I think so, so often we get, we can just get comfortable, you know, like Tony Robbins says, pain creates change. Right. And so I, I hate to see people that just kind of wait on making that decision and they, and they wait to get in a bad situation and they wait to be in a, in a bad place. And I think really what happens is they stop dreaming. You know, I, I said it earlier. I think a person without a dream is just a slave to their surroundings. It's like, why not why can't you, you know, when we were, when we were children, we had so many dreams and, and we, you know, we had so many things, um, we had so many things ahead of us. And then people come in and say, oh, you're crazy or that idea, or you can't be an astronaut or president or whatever, you know? And the reality is you're the creator of your destiny. You're the artist of your own masterpiece. You're the author of your own story, but you got to pick up that pen and write it, right? Like you have to, like you have to make that decision. And so in today's economy, what's going on in the world, you know, outside of all of the fake news and all the nonsense out there, um, there you're don't think that someone else is going to care even close to your dreams than you, you can, you have to consistently be ahead of the game. You have to be like one step ahead. Or I really believe, you know, in the next 10, 20, 30 years, maybe like max, there, there's going to be a big divide. You know, they call it the middle class squeeze, right? Where it's just like like the, the richer are getting richer and the poorer are getting poorer. And then like, you know, staycations are becoming the thing, you know. Why? People are working their tail off just to have two weeks vacation, just to get by. Why does it have to be like that? And so there's so many resources out there to make income. This industry, our industry, continues to grow year after year after year, especially when the economy is shady. And it's probably going to continue to be shady for a long time. And even if it isn't, you still should do it. 
but now, but even more so because it is, and it's more obvious than ever. It's more, I don't like the word easier, but compared to the past, it is more easier than ever, which what, you know, what you talked about technology and all the things. So, and it's with AI, don't even get me started, right? Even with oh, AI, yeah. oh my yeah. gosh, yeah. Like, coming yeah, out yeah. your job, you know, you know, but there's so many things out there that you can, gosh, that you can do and create. And so if not now, then what? And if not, you know, now, then when? Yeah. I mean, now's the time where I think every person especially people you're talking about, right? Has so much opportunity to, cre to create wealth for their family. And it doesn't have to be the traditional way. You yeah. know, we're just, we're, we're kind of, we had that employee mindset. I was there where we were, we grew up in an era where you got the job to get, you know, got good grades to get the, the, the degree, to get the job, to get the house and you're good. Uh-uh, <laughs> not anymore, not anymore, you know, but yeah. There's amazing ways to create great income. And this is why one of the reasons why I love our industry so much, because you don't need Absolutely. the experience. Absolutely. Well, listen, Julia, you have been gracious with your time. <laughs> Let me say this as we wrap up. Um, I appreciate you being as honest, as open and as uh, approachable as you have been in ever since our, us first meeting you. Um, you have been more than uh, willing to share uh, the game, the sauce, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> and and my wife and I have been uh, benefactors of your generosity. Um, and we're just appreciative of that. And I'm looking forward to seeing um, what the next 10 years uh, of the uh, of the Thorn household does and, and the stuff that you guys create, <laughs> but I just appreciate you and I appreciate what you bring to the table uh, as a woman, as a business owner, as somebody out here who gives a crap, right? Uh, to be able to talk to our audience today, so thank you so so much. Um, I always ask everybody before they wrap up any last words of wisdom that you'd like to share with our audience. Yes, I would say if you buy into other people's opinions, you're going to buy into their lifestyle. Mm. That's what I would say. I think a lot of people look up to people that they shouldn't be looking up to. They're getting advice from people that shouldn't be giving them advice. And that's causing them to be in the same situation they were five years ago, 10 years ago. That's what I would say. And I have to give all of my success. Glory to God. Not trying to pose my face on faith on anyone, but you know, that's what I would say. So, and I just appreciate you, Chris. You and your wife are just amazing. You guys are crushing it. You guys are such a power couple. Always and always in good spirits. You guys always provide so much value with even all the masterminds. I just, it's been such a pleasure to see you guys, you know, take over the world and help thousands and thousands of people. So it's been an honor today. It really has been. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, y'all listen, another successful episode. I, I try to tell y'all, like I told you guys this year, I was committed to bringing you the best. And by the way, the interview that I am conducting on this coming Monday, you have no idea who I have. I'm literally flying to this person. So you guys will find that out later. But listen, 
Uh, if you enjoyed this, if Julia gave you anything down in the comments, for those of you who are watching live, you know how we do. Drop a comment. Let us know what you thought. Um, share some of the nuggets. She has so many quotes. I don't have enough paper or pen uh, to write all of those down, but I will make sure that you guys uh, get a copy of this transcript. More importantly, once it's available on YouTube, we will provide that. But listen, guys, go out there and make a difference. As you know, join me on Monday for Massive Action Monday. Please go take some massive action. Don't just hear Julia's words today. Do something with them. I don't care if it's one little step down in the comments. Tell me the step that you take today that you take on Saturday. Tell me the step that you take on on Sunday before we're back together on Monday. All right. Love you guys. Take care. Have a great, incredible day. And, you know, we'll see you guys in the next episode. We're out. Hey, somehow you were able to find the Grow Your Side Business podcast, and I thank you. I'm glad you're listening. You've been sharing, you've been liking, but here's one thing I want to be able to do. We want even more people just like you to find this show. Now, the best way that people discover this show is leaving a review. So if you would do me a favor, leave a review. It literally takes five seconds. We're trying to get up to a thousand reviews across all of our platforms. So it doesn't matter where you listen to this podcast. Just go in, tap in, leave us a review. I would absolutely be so grateful that you did so that other people can hear it. Let's get back to the show.